Hey, do you have a super unique perk at work? Check out what this uh, this this perk is. Chick-fil-A does it again. They opened a break room in New York City for delivery drivers so they can grab a coffee, use the bathroom, charge their phones, and use the Wi-Fi in the city that never sleeps. Hmm. There's even bike storage. You should see the pictures of it, too. Mm-hmm. Typical chip. Chick-fil-A, it is so cool, so swanky. Yeah. And I just think that's such a, a really cool way for them to reach out to the community mm-hmm. by creating the Chick-fil-A break room in yeah. the Big Apple. Yeah, that's awesome. Coming up, do couples take longer to text each other back the longer they've been together? Hey, do couples take longer to text back the longer they've been together? Hmm. New study claims couples do take longer to text each other back the longer they have been dating or married. In the early days of dating, the response time is about 16 minutes. Oh, he texted <laughs> me again. But within know, right, just... If it goes a second longer, what's wrong? What? He doesn't love me anymore? What? But within two years, that slows down to around 24 minutes. Uh-oh. They say, get this, newly dating couples send each other about 15 texts a day. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, but but seven and a half of them are, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so don't answer this out loud, but if you were to guess which celebrity is the most requested Ever with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, who would you guess? Who do mm. kids want to meet? We're going to talk about that next. So if you're just tuning in, I just uh, gave a little brain teaser. If you were to guess with the Make-A-Wish the Make Foundation, mm-hmm. which celebrity is the most requested by little children, the most requested celebrity in history, who would you guess? I'm going to guess... And, and but in character, Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow from uh, Pirates Ooh, of the Caribbean. Oh, that's a good guess. That's who the kids want to meet. Survey says <laughs> <laughs> it is in their forty-three year history. Michael Jordan. Oh, no kidding! He yeah. is by far the most mm. requested celebrity to meet little kids. And do you know that he came up with the coolest way to mark his sixtieth birthday? Yes, Michael Jordan. Just okay. turned 60. We all feel really old yes. now. Wow. He made a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish Foundation. And that is the largest oh, single donation they've ever had in their 43-year history. Good for him. Isn't that awesome? So he's, you can imagine if you totaled up how much of his personal time mm-hmm. he's donated to making kids' dreams come true. Yeah. And now he's taking all this money and donating. It's just, I just thought, I got like... Goosebumps when I heard that story. I was just very cool. excited. Very cool. Guess what? If you do this one thing every day, you're going to be happier. Having at least one solid conversation with someone each day. That And a conversation is not texting. <laughs> right. <laughs> you mean actual verbiage coming out of one's mouth. <laughs> New research shows it helps with stress and anxiety and makes us feel more connected. They said it works with joking around, catching up. Having a deep, meaningful talk, showing care, valuing other people's opinions, offering sincere compliments, and even just listening. Hmm. So you don't have to be the one doing all that talking. Uh, You definitely don't have to limit yourself to just one. Uh, People in the study who had multiple quality conversations a day saw an even bigger boost. So moral of the story, call your mom. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. And don't go, I got, all right, mom, 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 I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Resist the urge to do that, right? Hey, do you have little ones in your family? Do this once a day, and those kiddos are going to have a huge advantage. I'm talking like little infants and toddlers. You want to guess what it is? Mm-hmm. What is it again? Do this once a day. Once a day. It's something you bragged about your wife for years and years and years. Read to them. Read a book hmm. a day. Yep. According to brand new research, when an adult reads an infant a book a day, it makes a huge difference in their language skills. And one of the things the American Board of Family Medicine is so excited <laughs> about these research results is that it's a very obtainable goal. Uh-huh. No matter how busy your family life gets, Reading one kid book at bedtime to your infant is definitely doable. If I had a nickel for every time I read Go Dog Go. <laughs> or And this is really funny. My kids, right, I'd think, oh, I, can, I can skip a few pages. They won't know because I was tired, <laughs> wanted to get to bed myself. And I'd mm-hmm. skip and they'd be, Daddy, you skipped some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they always know. Yeah, You silly, silly man. <laughs> there were a couple times I fell asleep reading to them. Oh, funny. Daddy, you need to go to bed now. <laughs> I'm supposed to be putting them to bed, right? Are you an extrovert coming up? Chances are there's something happening to you as you grow older. Are you an extrovert? Chances are there's something happening to you as you grow older. And I have completely noticed this happen to you, Mr. Kevin Avery. Yes. Uh, Forever and ever, you've always said, oh, I'm a salt guy. I'm salt. I I don't have a sweet tooth. I don't know. I don't like sugar. I don't like sugar. And then all of a sudden you're like talking about treats and sweet pancake mixes and you're getting sweetened drinks at your coffee shop. And I'm like, who are you? Well, guess what? Close to half of extroverts get a bigger and bigger sweet tooth as they grow older. No kidding. Those Why? with an optimistic viewpoint overwhelmingly preferred sweet over sour treats. And this I is wild like too. To sour. This is wild. A positive no. outlook on life may indicate a greater propensity toward cake. <laughs> and I not only love cake, I love baking cake, and I love oh, yeah. feeding people okay. cake. Okay, optimism, I, I can see why it does. Because, first of all, you're like, oh, heck yeah, I'll have cake. You only live once, right? And you will eat it and go, oh, I'll, I'll burn this off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow comes. <laughs> I made a carrot cake for my friend Heidi over the weekend to celebrate oh, yeah. a belated birthday. Uh-huh. And I gave a huge chunk of it to them to take home but the rest is calling my name in my house and it's not good no kidding do you wish you had more time to connect with your other half coming up there's nothing wrong with scheduling it hey do you wish you had more time to connect with your other half but jobs bills and life keep kids. getting in the way kids kids um schedule it new research shows that scheduled romance is just as satisfying as spontaneous romance the funny thing is in this survey they realize we all think that we like spontaneous romance better and researchers think they know why because movies and tv shows glorify it and make it seem Mm. more romantic so no Mm. problem with hey babe how about we spend some time together this weekend at three o'clock or whatever it is schedule that okay uh 10 p.m 9 30 <laughs> That's why I said 3 p.m. <laughs> Notice my time choice. <laughs> Who can stay up till 10? <laughs> hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Are you missing someone in your life who recently went to heaven? 
Little Bentley sure is. His grandma, he called her Nana, meant the world to him. So he decided to honor her memory at her funeral by singing one of her favorite songs by Celine Dion. Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you. My heart will go on. Isn't that so sweet, his little voice? And this is huge. Wow. Because little Bentley is blind due to a rare Mm. condition. So he was very brave to get up and sing in front of everyone. There was not a dry eye in the place, and I'm sure Nana was smiling down from wow. heaven. There's not a dry eye listening to you right yeah, now. Yeah, that's Holy so cow, sweet. What a great story. I'd love that. Hey, do you have any pictures or videos from you when you and your, your other half started dating? This is the sweetest story. A couple from Georgia just released a video doorbell montage that chronicles the awkward hug at the end of their very first date at the Epicurean Cafe in Duluth, all the way to him carrying her over the threshold on their wedding day, and then bringing home their new puppy, Cooper, for the first time. Mm. Megan first met Alex at a church hangout organized through their young uh, adult Bible study group. Next, a missions trip to Boston, where their romance started to bud, and Alex finally got the nerve to ask her out on a date a year later. Wow. So if there's someone you're sweet on at church, Alex and Megan's story can give you hope. <laughs> Maybe he's just, he really likes you, but he's or, just right. way Some, too scared to ask you out. And the lady's like, when is he going to ask? Yes. <laughs> Maybe the, take him on a missions trip. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the key. But would right? that be so cool to have all that chronicled on video? Yes. All those special moments? That would be awesome. Have you gotten into some sticky situations with your relatives? <laughs> Coming up, wait till you hear what happened at this baby shower. Have you gotten into some pretty sticky situations with your relatives? Conflict you never asked for? Check out what happened to this woman. Uh, okay, I changed the name to protect the innocent. Uh, Jamie and her husband were over the moon when they found out they were pregnant, but they decided to keep it a secret for two reasons. One, her sister-in-law had just announced her pregnancy, so they didn't want to do a one-upper thing. And two, they had lost a baby to miscarriage in the past, and so they wanted to wait till the last minute to tell everyone. Well, fast forward, it's time for the sister-in-law's baby shower. And she tried not to go, but the sister-in-law got offended. (laughs) So she wore really baggy clothes and went. Well, she started having cramps and contractions during the baby shower. No kidding. And looked over at her husband and she's like, we gotta, we gotta get out of here, we gotta go. <laughs> and she stood up to leave and she stumbled on the way out from the pain. And the husband freaked out and yelled, we gotta go, she's pregnant. <laughs> and we gotta get her to, her to the hospital. Well, now Jamie's sister-in-law is accusing her of stealing her thunder and calling it a baby stunt. Because it was false labor. She didn't give birth that day. You just can't win in that family. Sheesh. So do you ever have those moments where your kids um, make themselves known? At just the right time. And you're like, oh, <laughs> by, man. By just the right, you mean just the wrong time? <laughs> exactly. We're going to talk about that next. So do you have those moments with your kids where they make themselves known at just the right moment? The oh, yeah. wrong moment? Usually it, um, it corresponds with mom saying, keep crying. I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, <laughs> ouch. But sometimes when it happens, it can be the cutest moment. My favorite one from our family is when my oldest niece, Ariel. 
Um, she's now this beautiful young woman. Um, she was only 13 months old. No, no, she was 11 months old. And we're at church at the Christmas Eve service. And we start lighting the can- candles and mm-hmm. passing them around. And she, in the cutest voice you've ever heard, just went, she just kept going, wow, <laughs> wow. And it was like, it's such a, a memory of how we all should view what God did for us. But I, I had another one happen at church the other day. I was actually uh, in, at home in Jupiter. I was going to my nephew's church. And there's this little toddler up in the balcony that I hadn't even noticed yet. And the pastor's like trying to prove this really big point. He's like, so do you do you want to know what happened next? And the little voice goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole sanctuary just burst up laughing. It was so fun. It was the best moment ever. So I'm wondering if you've had something similar happen in your family where your kids are so tiny <laughs> and uh, from the mouth of babes, they say something at just the right time. We'd love to hear your story. We're talking about those times when the, your kids can embarrass you a little bit. And Louise, yours happened at a store with your son when he had to go to the bathroom. We're walking down through the aisle and there was toilet displays. Uh-oh. And no. I turned Uh-oh. around to see where this child was. And he was peeing in the toilet. <laughs> no! Do you have any idea how embarrassed I was? <laughs> oh, that's not you know a, what, a Kevin, call you want to make. I was just thinking. I was just thinking about. I remember listening to you guys when your little one would get on there and say, "You're listening to my dad and my aunt." Oh and yeah! So yeah, the that little voice just turned ago? that little voice just turned twenty three yesterday. <laughs> uh, God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're getting older, and we're staying exactly the same. Taylor, if you're sitting at home, and I don't know, you're watching a movie or something with your husband, and you get a text, like you have your phone is on, and, and you get a text, mm-hmm. your phone will make a noise. What do you call that noise? Uh, maybe like a ding. Right. Your phone is dinging. Hey, your phone's dinging. You probably got a text. Hey, your phone's dinging. Tracy, last night, her phone went off and I went, Ooh, you, you got a text from someone. And she goes, Oh, my phone's been danging all night. <laughs> Whoops. I said, Excuse me? It's what? She goes, Oh, yeah. It's that it's been going dang, dang, dang. I said, That's ding, ding, ding. And she goes, No, it's dang, dang, dang. <laughs> You say tomato, I say tomato. I said, I'm pretty sure everybody says ding. And she's like, no, it's dang. She's like 100% convinced. That's hilarious. I love it. It's not. Your phone is not dinging. Why don't you change it to doink in your family? Your phone is doinking. Yeah, just your phone Pick whatever word you want, right? Kev, you've been telling me for years, Tuesday is the most productive day of the week. week. Absolutely. Well, coming up, have you heard of... Bare minimum Mondays. <laughs> You've heard uh, Tuesday is known as the most productive day of the week, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But have you heard of bare minimum Mondays? No, I mean, but I'm very interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bare minimum curious. Tell me more. No one loves Mondays. I mean, that's why you have songs like this. Just another. 
But this has kicked up a notch. Employees show up to work to only do the bare minimum on a Monday, often starting the day late after a productive morning of self-care rituals. (laughs) They say it's the rejection of all the pressure I felt on Sunday and Monday and prioritizing well-being over productivity instead of giving in to the hustle culture. In fact, hashtag bare minimum Mondays has about 1.8 million views on social media. Um, how is this I different? Know, I from think the, you're paid, paid for a job, right? Yeah. And how is it different from that whole quiet quitting thing? Well, quiet people, quitting means you're literally like com- looking for another job. But and you're, just you're also butt- doing the bare minimum every day, right? Well, yeah, and, but this is just on Monday. And you're like why, easing yourself into the work day. Why after having two days off? Do you need like a soft re-entry, <laughs> right? Isn't the whole yeah. idea of giving you the two days off is to recharge, refresh, you're ready to go on Monday morning. You know what's going to happen from this? Because hashtag bare minimum Mondays is trending on social media, millions and millions of shares. Bosses are going to start scheduling meetings at like 8 a.m. every Monday. <laughs> Nobody's going to show up. <laughs> They're going to be like, I'm sorry. I'm having a, a bare minimum, a, a bare minimum, Monday, minimum Monday, Monday and that does not fit into that. <laughs> agenda sorry we, we should talk about this a little more because i i with four kids uh all of them you know like 20 to 30 years old i'm seeing a lot of different angles on this bare minimum monday and the whole quiet quitting thing we'll talk about it next so we should talk about this a little bit more this whole idea of uh kind of like easing into the work week on monday doing the bare minimum on monday that sounds foreign to somebody like me we'll talk about it next we're talking about this idea of, uh, what is it called on Mondays again? It's called Bare Minimum Monday. Bare Minimum Monday. The idea is you're, you're so exhausted from your weekend on Monday, you need some me time. <laughs> so you do the bare minimum uh, to get by. Uh, I've talked to my kids about this, and I see a lot of different perspectives. On one hand, uh, young people coming into the workforce, I am envious of you guys because you're like, I don't want my life to be all about work. I want to have a life. You know, I don't want to just be like chained to a desk or or just all about work, 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 work and never have anything outside of that. Um, so part of me is a little envious. But then another part of me is maybe it's just because I was so excited about my career and loved being in radio, you know, that I was always the guy that would work seven days a week. And if there was a promotion to do or an event to be at or whatever, I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And my advice to my kids has been. If you really want to stand out in today's work environment, be that person because everybody else is doing the I can't be bothered Monday. Everybody else is saying, like, I really need more me time. Everyone else is doing the bare minimum. So if you do your job or more, you're really going to stand out. And my daughter, Amber, um, she uh, she kind of fits both molds. She will say, I don't work want work to be my life. I don't want to just be work, 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 work. This is the same girl that graduated high school early, graduated college in under four years, and in two years at where she's worked has gone from being pretty much a glorified office manager to an account executive at an advertising firm. And after she got the account executive thing, she said, went in and said, I'm not making enough money. I need more money after only being there for a year. And they gave it to her. Awesome. While simultaneously at the Christmas party, she got their 
Ray of Sunshine Award for being the bright, shiny face in the place. Aww. Like Amber, that is rare that someone can pull both of those off. Yeah, but she she is a typical twenty-something. She in her head and with her mouth, she says, "I don't work to be to be my end all, be all." But I'll be darned if she's not climbing that corporate ladder pretty darn quick. Hmm. So I'm wondering, where do you fit into this this whole thing? Bigger bigger than just like the whole Monday thing. Just your whole attitude towards work. Is it, I don't want work to be my life, so I am really actively trying to minimize what I'm doing at work. I mean, I do my job and I do enough, but that's it. If my kid has a game and I have to leave at three, I have no problem telling my boss, not asking my boss, telling my boss, I'm out of here. I, I got My kid's got a game. I'm sorry. I'm out. Where do you fit into that whole world? Or are you like me and you hear about all these things and you're like, I would never do that. Hey, Genesis, more and more people nowadays are saying they don't want work to be all-consuming and be their entire life. Where do you come down on this whole thing? I'm definitely one of the people that say I don't want work to be my life. Um, I have a husband that thankfully can provide for us. I mean, I do still work uh, with four kids, but my boss knows that, um, you know, if I ever need off, I'm I'm, I'm not going to ask off like early every single day. But, you know, if something important comes up and I need to be there for my children, I'm typically am able to ask and she'll she's a mother as well. And she'll say, yeah, go ahead. You know, you can leave early or, you know, you can take off for appointments. You know, don't worry about that. But I mean, I work and I do well at work. I give them my best. But at the end of the day, I clock out at five o'clock. I don't work on weekends and I don't um, normally take work home and people in my position have typically, you know, done that. And I said, I'm not going to do that because one, I don't really, I don't think I get paid enough um, <laughs> to have to do that, you know? Right. Um, and it's, it's an administrative job. I'm not trying to climb the corporate ladder. Like I'm in the school system so that I can have breaks with my children. Hmm. And yeah, cool. um, so it's one of those, like, you know, I work and I'm going to be diligent at work, but it's not my life. And yeah. um, they're going to get my best while I'm there. But I'm not taking work home either. <laughs> that's mm. awesome. Yeah, like my, that's my dad. He always had a commitment to be home for dinner with us, the family at the same time yeah. every night. So he had to go in extra yeah. early, but he made it work. Well, Genesis, you sound like yeah. an awesome mom. Thanks for sharing your life with yeah. us. We'll talk to you later.